Hello and welcome guys, I am Tom from Gadget Nibble and today you join me again from a long break for our Gadget Nibble Now News of the Week today. I've not been on your computer screens or television screens or laptop, netbook, tablet, iPhone, smartphone, Android phone, whatever screens recently because I have indeed been revising the most important revision ever that I have done in my life so far so that's why I haven't been able to make as many YouTube videos but you knew that already you knew that from my little warning I gave you a couple of weeks ago but I'm back now so do not fear without further ado let's begin this week's Gadget Nibble now So, if you don't know who Will I Am is, then you have no idea what I'm about to say next. I've recently been on a UK chat show, in fact Alan Carr's chat show, and revealed that he will be releasing a smartwatch in July. Yes, Will I Am is going to produce a smartwatch that is going to change all smartwatches he has proclaimed and will work without being tethered to a mobile phone which is completely unseen before he in fact said on alan co alan co alan Cow alan, alan carr's chat show like this friday that he doesn't carry around a phone anymore because this is my phone there are a few images in fact of this watch we've gathered from around the web just showing what Will I Am could be releasing in the very near future. Watch is supposedly going to support Bluetooth music streaming and make calls without the connection of a mobile phone. So there's obviously going to be some sort of SIM or mobile network connectivity built directly in with access to Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for all of those social network addicts out there. If this does turn out to be true, it would probably be the biggest leap yet we've seen for smartwatches. I've always said that I wouldn't ever buy a smartwatch until it is independent by itself. It doesn't need to be tethered to another device. And if this turns out to be true, it will be one of the first on the market and would set probably a, a target for other manufacturers, probably even Apple, to follow in his footsteps. And really, if Will I Am does something, he does do it well, and he does it to a whole new level. If Will I Am prices this right, if he puts it within the affordable market, or at least the mass consumer market in terms of pricing, if he markets it correctly, and there is that backup, that ecosystem behind it, if it's to say run Android and can access Android apps, if there's an ecosystem behind it, it's not just his own peripheral uh, operating system, he will have the rest of the market on their knees and asking the question, where is the love? Google's Chromecast has been available in the UK now for nearing on two weeks. It has broken sales records. It's taken actually quite a lot of consumers by storm. But now there is a new kid on the block less than a month since Google launched its Chromecast. This new device, the Amazon Fire TV. I'm trying to bring up the rear with Amazon's own Fire brand the launch of this new set-top box marks, I think, a big step in the uh, internet streaming set-top box market. 
In fact, it's more expensive than the Chromecast at $99 instead of $35, but really it offers a lot more for that bit of an extra price hike. It has a quad-core processor with 2GB of RAM, so that's clearly already setting it ahead of the Chromecast, but it's not just about the hardware. In fact, it was clearly not about the hardware when Amazon launched it. Coming with a whole variety of content providers, Hulu, Hasbro, Netflix, of course, Amazon's own Prime service. It just has more to offer than Google's Chromecast. In fact, not only does it stream television shows, films and documentaries, but you can now play games on the Amazon Fire TV, in fact, Android games, starting off with things such as Minecraft and Amazon hope to build on this with the coming years. Now, this is something that just Google hasn't got the grasp of with its Chromecast. Chromecast, I thought, was a nice idea and it appealed from, uh, towards me when in terms of being able to stream your web browsing content, mirroring whatever you've got on the device to the television and things such as YouTube and Netflix. But then when you look further into Chromecast, you see that there is not a lot on offer in terms of content. Now, Amazon here has a monopoly in some cases on content streaming. In fact, it's a big rival to Netflix in terms of movie streaming. So with Chromecast limited content, I'm going to ask the question this week, which would you go for? Amazon Fire TV, which can play games, can stream videos, music, television, and also can you can purchase a dedicated games controller for, which was the earlier leaks that we've reported on, or would you buy Google's Chromecast if you're loyal to the Google brand, if you like the route that Google is going down, and you put faith in Google trying to find more, more content providers, because yes, they'll come, it takes time, but... Amazon's already got it and it's only just been launched. The content is already there, there's no waiting involved. In fact, we're not being truly, uh, we're not being truly fair to Google. In the UK, I did uh, recently read that they'd signed a contract with BT to offer BT Sports channels through Chromecast. And that's the only actually probably reason that I would buy Chromecast because currently we have BT television that's only available in one room. If we buy these, then hopefully we should be able to access the service on multiple televisions, which would be a bonus because when there's conflicting viewing schedules in our home. So what would you want to buy, Amazon Fire TV or Google, Google's Chromecast? Of course, let me know below in the comments or just basically send me a tweet, email, whatever you do these days. Communicate, send me a smoke signal, knock on my door, send me a letter. I've not had a letter in a long time, actually. Send me a letter. The only letters I tend to get nowadays are bank statements, reminding me how little I have left in my bank. It's that time of year. It's WWDC. 2014. I don't know why I've done that because that's 4, not 14. Just imagine I've got another 10 fingers up. 2014, which means it's going to get busy for news. It's going to be a busy news week come June 2nd to 6th, which is when WWDC 2014 is this year. If you don't know what the hell I'm on about, WWDC is Apple's worldwide developers conference where traditionally they launched a new iPhone or updates to their Mac lineup, but over the past three years or so, Apple has moved away from that and has gone towards launching their iPhones in late, uh, the last quarter of the year, generally around October time. Um, same with Mac, they have their own separate event. And I don't see them differing from this new trend that this year. That said, Apple has changed the way that you sign up to WWDC tickets, the way you can buy them. It used to be first come, first serve, and they would have that traditional sellout within the first couple of hours. Now, you're going to get an equal chance wherever you come in 
the ticket rankings, you're going to have an equal amount of chance of getting hold of a ticket because it's a open window, time window between now and the 7th of April, which is tomorrow, so not that long, to purchase your tickets. And then after that, it'll be a random selection to see who gets in. So, we've got WWDC, we know who's probably going to be likely going, and now, what is going to be revealed? What is on the table for WWDC? Now, I have my bets on a new iOS 8, they always announce updates for iOS at these events, so that's sort of a no-brainer, but also ne 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 next Mac OS X. I've no idea, I'm not going to try and predict what it's going to be called, but it'll be Mac OS 10.9. And also, also there is that bit of me inside that thinks there could be an update, in fact, to the MacBook Air lineup. Probably seeing a MacBook Air, at least with a new redesign, maybe fanless, which is the rumours. And, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, hold the horses. A retina display. Sadly, WWDC falls on, like I said, the 2nd to the 6th of June. My GCSE exams aren't finished till the 17th of June. In fact, the 2nd, which is a Monday, I have a history uh, exam in the morning for one and a quarter hours. And then the following day, the Tuesday, which is a big day because it's my English language exam for two and a quarter hours. So saying that on the Monday, I will let you know closer to the time because I'll be more aware of my current uh, situation to do with revision. But there is a possibility that uh, we may be filming a live coverage of that event for you, given that I don't have any major revision to do. So that's put market on your calendar at the moment as provisional, and I will of course make a video or post an update to the website closer to the time to let you know if it is or isn't happening. And if it doesn't happen, there will definitely count on that be a article written about it on Gadget Nibble, and there will be coverage, just might not be in the form of video. You never know. Maybe even we get to do a podcast. I'm quite quite into radio at this point so you never know all doors are going to be left open so i've asked you the question of the week what what would you buy a google chromecast or an amazon fi tv let me know below please and hopefully i can include some of the responses in upcoming content on gadget nibble thank you very much for watching make sure you do like share and subscribe if you haven't already done so make sure you check out gadgetnibble.com and some other videos that are going to be found in this channel make sure you do tune in in the future for upcoming apple coverage thank you very much guys and i will see you next time